0: Medical murder is the number one cause of death in the United States. And in fact, it's by design. If they're all in on it together and they pass laws and then we accept those laws, we have become participants in this evil antichrist system. And we're using the system against them to expose the evil that they created. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thank you so
1: much for tuning in. That was Scott Shera. The hospital he's suing is part of the Ascension Hospital Network, a corporation with $30 billion in cash. And get this, in a legal filing, Ascension Hospital Network claims they're not in the business of providing health care. And they certainly weren't providing health care to Scott's daughter, Grace, when they allegedly murdered her. Join us as we expose the killing fields. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor.
0: $33 trillion in debt facing $2 trillion annual deficits. We're in so much debt. We're driving up deficits so fast. We are devaluing American money so rapidly that in America today, you can't even bribe Democrat senators with cash alone. Gates
1: goes on to joke that one of these Democrat senators received gold bars in alleged bribes. Gold bars, friends, the money of kings. Look, Noble Gold will help you survive the storm that is at our door. And now this month, Noble Gold Investments is handing out a free five ounce silver America, the beautiful coin. If you qualify for an IRA, when you invest in gold and silver with Noble Gold Investments, you get harbor from the storm. Now, always do your own due diligence before making any investment decision because there are no guarantees in life, but do not settle for financial uncertainty. Build a foundation to your portfolio with precious metals in physical form from Noble Gold Investments, which has an a rating with the Better Business Bureau. So why wait? Go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now. Think about this opportunity and then call. 877-646-5347 and tell them sgt report sent you noblegoldinvestments.com is the gold company i trust give them a call today hey friends welcome back thank you so very much for tuning in at sean from SGTReport.com, report.com the phaser.com and the liberty com guys an important update today a broadcast featuring my friend scott shara we're going to get an update about his lawsuit against saint elizabeth's hospital in appleton wisconsin and ascension health but i just want to start with the topical news here like father like son biden's dog ejected from the white house after a dozen biting incidents now as a dog owner i ask you fellow dog owners Do you have a terrible dog that bites people? Probably most of you don't, but this guy does. What does that say about Joe Biden? I'm not even kidding. He's got a son addicted to crack and a dog that bites people. I mean, I think we know everything we need to know about Joe Biden, which brings me to this next news item. Too freaking late. Mayorkas finally admits acute and immediate need to build a border wall in Texas. Now we're gonna head over to Twitter where General Mike Flynn says we've got about 13 months to stop this, responding to James Woods, who says, and I'll play the video here, Biden will go down in history as the stumbling, bumbling architect of America's demise and make no mistake, we're done in a matter of years, not decades, if this keeps up. Traitors at every turn, friends. Traitors at every turn. I've said it once, I'll say it again. But we do have good people, men and women, who stand up against the tyranny. One of those people is Scott Shera. Welcome back, Scott.
0: Well, thanks, Sean. It's really a pleasure to be back.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to have you back, sir. And uh, I'll do a screen share. Ascension Health continues to deny culpability for the death of Grace Shera. And uh, perhaps we should recap. Grace had Down syndrome. Grace had to go to the hospital during the COVID lockdowns. Grace was medicated against her parents' will. Grace was vented. Grace was given just about everything under the sun except for healthy protocols. And then a do not resuscitate order was issued by the doctor against the parents' wishes. In fact, the parents weren't even told. Scott, I hope you are suing the crap out of these people. Let's get an update.
0: Well, we'll see how that goes. We are suing, uh, and I'll explain that, but I just want to make one correction, Sean. Grace was never vented. In fact, the lack of a ventilator, I would tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, is why she died on October 13th of 2021. We're coming up on the two-year anniversary, and I say that with confidence because... I've become a full-time advocate and researcher after Grace's death. And one of the things I researched was ventilators. We knew we weren't going to approve a ventilator. They pestered us five different times asking for a pre-authorization for a ventilator just in case. They said things like, these type of things happen in the middle of the night when we can't get a hold of the family. And one of the, the hospitalists said to me while I was still in the room, isn't a 20% chance better than no chance? You know, So they're pushing this narrative of the ventilator, which has a 90% kill rate, but it has a $300,000 payday to the hospital. So on Grace's last day that morning, Grace was still doing fine in spite of being sedated. For four and a half days at this point, right before the doctor put the illegal do not resuscitate order on Grace, he maxed out the sedation med on Grace. And so Grace didn't die. Eight minutes later, put the DNR on her, she didn't die. So he combined that med with lorazepam and morphine, which is what took Grace out. But the ventilator situation during that call that morning with my wife and I, for the fifth time, they asked for the ventilator. All right, so now look at what the facts are with St. Elizabeth's Hospital that morning. They were at maximum capacity and people in the waiting room. So as my wife said, once I showed her the numbers, Grace was worth more dead than alive. If we would have approved a pre authorization for a ventilator, Sean, I can absolutely guarantee Grace would have been on a ventilator. Why? Because it's a $300,000 payday. And then Grace would not have died on October 13th. She would have died 22 days later, consistent with the maximum payout formula for a ventilator. So I'm glad you made that that slip because it gave me an opportunity to tell what's going on. Well, and if you want to fast well, forward to today. just Well, Scott, the
1: funny part is I actually stated and restated that because as I said it, I thought, you know what, actually I don't think she was vented. So I was going to cut that part out, but I'm glad I made the mistake because it gives you the chance to give us the update. And I think a lot of the audience has forgotten about the cares act, the prep act about the money that was going to hospitals and doctors to put people on remdesivir and put people on vents and label their deaths COVID-19. $300,000 to vent somebody? I'd even forgotten about that, Scott.
0: Well, you just said another keyword. You said was. People have forgotten about the protocol that was. It still is. And on May 11th, Of This year, so remember April 10th is when our wonderful Congress and President voted to have COVID end, which they can't even legally do because they turned that authority over to the Health and Human Services Secretary, but they do it anyway as a public show. And, And then the FDA comes out on May 11th and says, hey, just so you know, the EUA, emergency use authorizations for remdesivir and ventilators are still in place. My son-in-law's mom went to a hospital in Tennessee two months ago, Sean. She was just dehydrated. Inside of a few minutes in the room, they want to vent her. Absolutely no reason other than the EUA incentive bonuses are still in play. We've got to remember that. This is not not a COVID-era issue, and that's why I dove into this research. That I'm going to explain after the update on the lawsuit. So, you know, the lawsuit you asked about an update, just to frame that for everybody, we filed the first of its kind lawsuit on April 11th, and the hospital, we filed against Ascension Hospital System, which is the largest Catholic hospital system in the United States, the second largest nonprofit system in the United States. They're huge. They have $30 billion in cash reserves. St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Appleton is one of their 150 hospitals, so we filed against St. Elizabeth's. But more importantly, we took a, uh, a path with this case that is very expensive, but it needed to be done. We filed against the five doctors and two nurses who were directly involved with Grace's death. And the purpose of doing that is to put every doctor and nurse in the country on notice that you cannot use protocols as your excuse to kill somebody. That doesn't cut it. So we did that on purpose. Uh, each of the defendants had to respond by May 15th, which they did. And the the in addition to the responses, one of the defendant's attorneys filed a partial motion to dismiss. That was heard on July 14th the judge on July 14th did something extraordinary, which he had all the attorneys now available. He said, hey, this this case is going to trial. So he made the decision. It's going to trial that day. He scheduled the first three-week jury trial in the country, starting the day before the presidential election, November 4th of 2024. Subsequent He asked our team to file an amended complaint to take into account the things we heard at the hearing. We did that on July 28th. That produced two more partial motions to dismiss, which the judge now is scheduled to hear October 30th. So coming up Monday, October 30th, there will be two more motions to dismiss. What they're trying to do, Sean, with those motions, and it shows you... How corrupt our legal system is. Interestingly, I was just on a program just before this, and um, they talked about how we've got to hold people to account and you know there's you know these these nefarious characters, you know, the reality is our legal system is really corrupt. So the odds of holding somebody to account, I'd look at it as if you believe you're going to hold somebody to account, it's it takes more faith to believe in that than it does to believe in Jesus. Anyway, back to our case then, so October 30th, we're going to hear, the judge is going to hear the two more motions. The two motions have to do with this. One is, one of our complaints is a we want the judge to, to make a decision on the illegal DNR. It's called a declaratory judgment. The defense says that issue is moot because Grace Shara is dead. Well, they caused their death, you can't, you know, it's like you can't make that up. And the other, the other piece that they're trying to do, which is more significant, and this is where I can show you our legal system is corrupt, is that they want Grace's case to be about medical malpractice. And the reason they want it to be about medical malpractice is then they don't have to get into the topic of intent. And we want the topic of intent, which is a battery. We want that to be heard so the public can hear this case. We don't care about money. We care about stopping the evil. And for the evil to stop, the public has to hear that this is a battery. It isn't malpractice. Malpractice means a mistake. So this was not a mistake that Grace died. There was an intentional component to it that we want heard. They want this case to be all about medical malpractice because the state legislature, has put a wall around doctors to give them immunity from liability in the case of medical malpractice. There's a statutory limit of liability. On top of that, the doctors have medical malpractice insurance guess what a medical malpractice insurance agent just emailed me last week and said hey just so you know which i'd already talked about this with the legal team the reason they're trying to press this into a medical malpractice case is because their insurance policy covers it as long as it's only medical malpractice so anyway that's it's a big hearing coming up on october 30th if people can be there of course we that would be great it's in appleton wisconsin if you can't be there I very, very much appreciate your prayers regarding that hearing. It's at 2.15 in the afternoon on Monday, the 30th of October. So that's the update on the case, Sean.
1: All right. Well, it's very interesting. Yeah, medical malpractice. They just want to... uh Blame it all on a couple of doctors, maybe a nurse. It'll be a limited hangout. That's what the hospital wants because they don't want to have to pay tens of millions or hundreds of millions in a settlement, right? If it goes to a jury trial, which it'll probably never be allowed to do. So medical malpractice, that way they don't have to talk about the big picture. They don't have to talk about the Ezekiel Emanuel death protocols. They don't have to talk about the CARES Act, the PREP Act the remdesivir. They don't have to talk about anything that we know, you and I and my listeners know. They just want to bury it and do a limited hangout. So what is their basis for wanting to dismiss now? You had to refile, right, and update right. a little bit. And now they want to dismiss And That's always what they want to do. They want to dismiss the case. And if they get the right judge, well, maybe he'll dismiss it.
0: Well, you know, the interestingly, they are the two motions to dismiss now follow the same pattern as the first one. And, you know, so we we did get an indication of the judge's attitude at the July 14th hearing, which, you know, he listened, but then he gave us a specific directive to make sure to expand our battery claim, which we did in our amended complaint. And then he also, as I said earlier, he scheduled the trial. So I thought that was fantastic. But we still have to remember, and and this is very important for people to understand, we have purposely submitted to man's legal system. And I want to explain what I mean by that. And we did this, and I will go back to that, Sean, but we did this because the goal is not money here. And I want to just show people what I'm talking about. If Ascension Hospital System, if this case, the entire case goes to jury trial and the judge says this is so egregious and it happens to represent the 1.2 million Americans who were murdered in COVID, we're going to make an example out of you. So we're going to give this family a billion dollar settlement a billion dollars. All right. So what does that mean? First, we've already said we're not taking the money. So this will get plowed back into other cases or, at, you know, wherever it's, it's needed at the time. But a billion dollars does not hurt Ascension Hospital System. Look at what happened to Pfizer when they got a $2 billion penalty. It just empowered them. Ascension Hospital System ser- saves a billion a year just in income taxes by being a nonprofit, Sean, so it, it's it's not about the money and it's not about the penalty. It's about stopping the behavior, which is why. We decided to go public, and in the first place, and have God open up the door for a lawsuit, which gives us another opportunity to share this evil in public, because that's how we can stop it. If the public gets educated, we have the chance to stop it. It's not going to be stopped by legislation or Congress or anything else. We've got to educate the public. So now on to man's legal system. So we we filed a civil case in state court. Why? The because we wanted to get around the prep act. Prep act you have to file in federal court, and they've got this crazy prep act shield to prevent you from winning in a lawsuit. All right, so we filed in state court. Well, now the state legislature has gone outside of the constitution. The constitution in Wisconsin says a person has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, just like the federal constitution. All right, so then when you look at that constitution, they are, they are to make no ex post facto law that jeopardizes those rights. So now when they put a law in place to limit liability of doctors, and then the doctors have no consequences other than to pay a fine, that limits the life. Similar to the National Vaccine Safety Act in 1986. What did that do? That empowered the pharmaceutical companies to produce supposed vaccines with no consequences. So when you take away the consequences, that violates one of God's principles, the law of choice and consequence. When you violate one of God's principles, there's always disastrous consequences. And that's what we're seeing now. We have disastrous consequences with this crazy jab. We have disastrous consequences in hospitals, murdering 1.2 million Americans during COVID. But it's been going on for decades. And it's simply because we have... We, we think we have this three branches of government, the judiciary, the legislative, um, and then the, the president. But if they're all in on it together and they pass laws and then we accept those laws, we have become participants in this evil antichrist system. And we're using the system against them to expose the evil that they created. It's USA Inc., Scott, and it really has become
1: evil, a very, very evil system. And uh, I'll just read a little bit here because Ascension Hospital Network, right, 30 billion in cash. These people need to pay. And somebody, some of these folks ought to go to prison. Like I know this isn't a criminal court, but some of these people, probably the doctor and a couple of these nurses, need to go to prison in my view. So let me read this. Ascension's response was filed in the Circuit Court of Outagamie County, Wisconsin, on May 15th. The tax-exempt healthcare juggernaut, flush with billions of dollars of cash. Imagine that, guys. They're tax-exempt because they're a nonprofit. Yet they make so much damn money. They've got 30 billion in cash. Figure that one out. They received through the CARES Act bonus payments and COVID death payments funded by the American taxpayer continues to deny any responsibility whatsoever for Grace's disturbing death. Ascension's response even goes so far as to suggest that Grace, a 19 year old with Down syndrome, was responsible for her own death. How dare they? Scott, how dare they? These people have no souls. Do you want to explain that? How could Grace be responsible for her own death when she's not the one prescribing the narcotics and the uh, sleeping agents that they give to prisoners on death yeah, row?
0: I, that's a fantastic question, Sean. You know, when I first read that in in Ascension Hospital's response, it's like, oh my gosh, what in the heck is going on here? You know, to put the blame on the patient, and it was not just Grace they put the blame on me. So I thought of it. Okay, well, what are the three things that? Grace and I are to blame for. Number one is we checked into the hospital. You know, we checked into, you know, now I realize the hospital is not a safe zone. So, I mean, it is my responsibility as the dad to, you know, I should have never checked her in. So, I mean, that's one mistake. The second mistake from their perspective, which is documented in the uh, Covid experts, doctors report from the very first day Grace was in the hospital. He said that Grace would not be would likely not be here if she had been fully vaccinated. So of course that contributes to her death, right? In their their warped view of the world, if Grace would have been fully vaccinated, she wouldn't even be in the hospital. And then third, of course, we never authorized a ventilator. So they see that all the, you know, that would have, you know, of course, that would have made it so Grace didn't die on October 13th, as I mentioned earlier. So those are the three things that I thought of as to why they would put such a foolish statement in in their response. I mean, I've used it on many um podcasts already to show how you know how foolish. You know, it it seems not just foolish, but the shenanigans that they put up with praise God odd that the judge set an exact date and time. I mean, to have a jury trial already set forces the defense to follow a timeline so that we don't have these constant delays. So on October 30th, in addition to hearing um, these two partial motions to dismiss, we're expecting the scheduling order to be approved that day, which for those of you who are not familiar with, with the legal system, I mean, I wasn't either, but now I can talk the jargon, you know What happens is you file what's called a complaint, then they uh, file responses. If they uh, have any motions to dismiss, they file what's called a partial or full motion to dismiss. Then we file a brief in opposition, uh, of course, because if we didn't file that, the judge would have to accept their motion. And then Then when everything is heard, then we get a scheduling order. And so that lays out the whole discovery process, you know, when, when the depositions need to be done, when the experts need to be disclosed and, you know, ultimately to get ready for the trial. You know, I wish we'd do the trial next week. We're ready. Uh, We've got so much evidence and why wait? But, you know, the system that's part of the, the cabal system is they stretch it out, try to melt this, uh, try to have you waste a lot of money, which we've already blown a fair sum just to get to today. But it is is—it is what it is. I mean, we've committed to do this, and we're in it for the long haul. Did you
1: say the trial is set for November of 2024? Is that what I heard yes. you say? That's yes. That's so... That's what, 14 months away? I mean, It's just ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous in the land of the free and the home of the brave, right? Justice for who? Just us? No, just them. All right. I should have kept reading because, get this, Ascension insinuates that Scott Shara, her father, and the case's plaintiff may be responsible for Grace's death. Ascension claims that, get this, guys, nurses and hospitals have no duty to obtain a patient's medical-informed consent under Wisconsin law. So, they can give you whatever they want without your consent. Think about that the next time you go to the hospital. Ascension claims that it does not provide healthcare services. It does not employ healthcare providers, nor did it employ anyone who rendered care to Grace Shara at any time material. Scott, we talked about this a little bit the last time you were on. I think that is the smoking gun of the. Death camps, which these hospitals have become. How can Ascension claim that it does not provide healthcare services and it does not employ healthcare
0: providers? How? How? Well, I- that's a that's a fantastic. You know, again, this is what they do. So the you got to look at a couple of key words so you can see how they can legally make that statement. So employ. So I presume when we get through the layers, we're gonna find out that there's service corporations that these doctors are members of, and the hospital has a contract with the service corporation. So they're not employing the doctor directly. You know so you just when you read this stuff, it's like, oh my gosh. You know why do why put up all these smoke screens? You know they file a multi-page response, and you can see. You know we're just we just cherry picked the the things out of there for the news release. But I mean, there's all kinds of them, Sean, and there's there's some that is that are even worse than what is in that press release, where you see that they're in collusion. You can see the doctors and the hospital, they almost have identical responses. So how is that even possible? So they had to have colluded relative to putting their responses together. And, you know, as we've dug through the records, um, this is something I'm not ready to talk about yet because we're, we're deciding where what to do with it. But um, there's been some professionals on very high levels that have gone through Grace's records and have made the conclusion that, Grace's death was there was a collusion of the medical professionals and, you know, we're hoping that that will come out in trial and, you know, maybe before. I mean, we're thinking about doing a press release on it coming up to show in the documents how they colluded. And the reason is you think, well, shouldn't you hold that close to the vest for the trial? And the answer is uh, maybe, you know, the, the legal team has really done a phenomenal job. You know, you look at me, I'm just a dad, I don't know anything, um, but I've become a full-time researcher because God has put it on my heart and I just want to share. And the legal team has said, Scott, you know, it, you know, the public awareness is way more important than a lawsuit, which of course I thought at the beginning, but most of the time a legal team doesn't want their clients speaking out, but they haven't put any reins on me whatsoever. And, you know, I talk to them about different strategies and things and, you know, at every turn they just say, you know, just keep going. And, you know, so I'm working with the PR team now on how, how we will, Um, lay out this uh, collusion situation so that we can get it out into the public.
1: All right. Well, you know, I always enjoy doing updates with you and giving you all the publicity I possibly can to get the word out about these death camps and the death protocols. Uh, Before we hit record, you said you did have some things you wanted to share. I don't know if you have a PowerPoint. Is there anything else you want to share? Because I did give you screen share capabilities if you want to do that.
0: Yeah, I want to share some screens into the uh, medical murder. So I started a series now about a month ago. God put it on my heart. And I knew this, you know, Grace died in a in a hospital during COVID. She didn't get remdesivir, no ventilator. So what's the reason? And, you know, and then I went into a different hospital three days after Grace died, and they turned me around in 24 hours. So then you see, okay, there is a way through this. They didn't have to kill Grace, and you know all this stuff starts percolating through my head. Usually fairly slow, but all of a sudden I get it. And when I started researching the Holocaust, that helped. Uh, Vera Sharov, who's a Holocaust survivor, she has become a friend. She helped me connect some more dots, and you know you have helped me connect some dots, and a number of other people along the way. And then it, I finally realized, okay, we know this. And I'm going to go public with it. Medical murder is the number one cause of death in the United States. And in fact, it's by design. So then I took the research, Sean, and I organized it into seven uh, seven part series. So we've already recorded the first four. So the first four are who. So who's, who's involved? I'm going to show some slides from each of the first four here before we end. So who, uh, what, and so with who, I'm just, I'm saying they're all in on, and I'll show you what I mean by that when we get there. So then what, what have they bought into? And it's a eugenics agenda. And then where? And so the third section is where, and it's really the United States is the leader. And we're the leader because I see us as Mystery Babylon. And then the fourth session we recorded yesterday, and that fourth uh, session is about the esoteric agenda. What's what's behind the scenes here? What is the satanic agenda behind the scenes? Uh, Next time we're going to talk about when, and this starts diving into the dialectics. When you and I were on the radio together, we talked about dialectics. I'm going to talk about that at length next time, these dialectics to get us off track so we can't see what they're really doing. And then how did they do it? You know, you mentioned the land of, we the land of the uh, brave home, home of the free land of the brave. And I'm going to show in that sixth part of the series that that is the biggest PSYOP that we've ever been sold. And then finally seven, now what? Assuming that you understand what is really going on. What is our responsibility? And so that's the seventh part. So I'm gonna uh, try this screen share, Sean, right now. We'll see see how it works. This just sets the stage. So historically before COVID, even the CDC admitted that medical malpractice was the third leading cause of death. You see 700,000 a year die of heart disease, 600,000 cancer, 400,000 medical malpractice. I put malpractice in quotes because there is legitimate malpractice. Uh, Doctors are humans. They make mistakes. But hastening death, speeding up somebody's death is not malpractice, that's murder. So when they implement, for example, just simply cancer protocols, and they programmed us to accept chemo and radiation, the 600,000 annual cancer deaths, most of those could be prevented if they didn't program the doctors and the population to believe chemo and radiation are the cure, because they're not a cure. In fact, cancer has been cured, but it's been hidden. And, you know, so now you take it to the COVID deaths. So we had 1.2 million COVID deaths in the 39 months. That's roughly... 400,000 additional deaths per year. We know that those were all uh, by design because they needed to get the death numbers up to promote the jab. So now what's happened with the jab? Well, you see on this screen, we have people who got the jab have an all-cause mortality increase of 24%. So a 24% increase in the odds of dying if you took the jab. That's just the current numbers. You know, we know it's going to get quite a bit larger. And then the all-cause mortality increase of the entire population has been 13%. So this is in the slideshow of they're all in on it. I just want to show a a couple slides here, Sean. So I'm showing United Health Group here. United Health Group is... $482 482 bucks a share. Do you
1: know when I worked for Target Corporation, I think that was about a $75 stock. But I remember clearly this goes back to like 07, 08, 06, right in there. The CEO of United Health Group was pulling down, I think, $110 million a year in salary, oh, stock options, yeah. etc. And, uh, you know, that was back in the day when $110 million was real money, Scott. <laughs> I love your I
0: love your sarcasm that's
1: good stuff. Well it's United just so disgusting though. I thought it was disgusting then because look, we know that it's a for-profit healthcare system. We know they want to yes. maximize profits by limiting care. I mean, believe me, there's no healthcare services for people with mental illness in this country. I can tell you that firsthand because we have a loved one who needs help and there is none. But there's right. plenty of room in the prisons. See, this yes. country is so ass backwards right now because we've let it be overrun and captured by these corporations, corporations in bed with the alphabet agencies. Right. And I'm not even talking CIA. I'm talking FDA, CDC. It's a revolving door. It's a hellscape revolving door of complete and total corruption. Look no further than 5G and the FCC. Yep. Tom Wheeler foaming at the mouth, to fast track 5G to hell with the consequences, to hell with the testing. It's just too damned important, he said. These people have turned this country into, you might be right, Mystery Babylon.
0: Well, I mean, I'm it, it's. I'm not trying to be a prophet, but I mean, I've done an awful lot of research. I've got thousands of hours in now. And, you know, I, I really want to frame this slide because it's it's very important. But, you know, you said they're all in bed with each other. And I do want to comment on, on that specific thing. Because when I showed you the all-cause mortality increases, you know, the 13% increase in all-cause mortality is 371,000 annual death increase in the United States because of the COVID PSYOP. All right. So... When it And so then the life insurance companies, you know, I mean, think through the life insurance companies, they would go bankrupt with those type of situations. So we just put a key man life insurance policies on one of the uh, policy on one of the men in our business. I have to sign it as the owner of the business. So I looked at, I wonder if they're asking questions about the jab, you know, logically you would, you know, because they ask questions, do you smoke? Do you drink? Do you jump out of airplanes? Right. Because they're going to rate the policy. Well, a life insurance company would go bankrupt with the statistics I just showed. No question on the life insurance policy about the jab. So, what does that tell you? It tells me that big business is being funded by the government to hide what you and I know, which we're trying with you know, all of my effort every waking moment. I'm trying to wake people up. And you know, this slide with United Health Group if you frame what happened, what the lie that they sold us at the beginning of COVID is first, we have a pandemic. Okay. That's a lie. Well, because we have a pandemic, these hospitals aren't going to be able to make money off of the surgeries they have scheduled because they're going to be overloaded with COVID patients. All right. So we're going to incentivize the hospitals. Now we see it in hindsight and see, well, they incentivized a protocol and protocols to kill people. So then what should happen is if we are, if it's legitimate, the, value of the hospital should not go up during COVID. And you look at the numbers, their stock price was $215 a share before COVID, 521 the day COVID was announced to be over, which means the company increased in value because of COVID, $300 billion. That's that's why I brought this slide up. Then I want to show you the the next one. Then we'll go on to a, a different set. So the Brooke Jackson case exposed Brooke Jackson is the whistleblower she filed the false claims act against Pfizer she worked for Pfizer realized that they didn't do any testing of this crazy what they called a uh, vaccine and Pfizer's defense was an other authority agreement with the department of defense that said hey we didn't have to do any testing why because it was never a vaccine it was a prototype that's in January of 21 so now this is this is in the public all right of course All the the government knew it way ahead of time because they're involved with it. Well, that doesn't stop the promotion of the jab. So here I'm showing Blue Cross Blue Shield in the fourth quarter of 2021 incentivized their family practitioners that if they could convince 75% of their patient population to get the jab, they would receive a $296,000 bonus. So you think, how is this even possible? Well, it's because there's so much money involved and that they used money as the tool to implement this weapon against us. And there's the vaccine culture is what allows this to happen. We have, not we, not you and me, but our society has adopted a vaccine culture. In place of God, we need these vaccines to take care of us from all disease. You know, God doesn't have it, right? So we need all these vaccines. So people are like zombies, the doctor says they're programmed to believe the white coat. The doctor says, get the jab. So they just are zombie-like and get the jab. And the doctor's also programmed. It isn't, you know, the doctor in a family practitioner makes two hundred twenty five dollars to $250,000 a year. So now he's going to get a $300,000 bonus in one quarter just for promoting something he already believes in. And to give you a perspective of how zombie-like these doctors are, are uh, about a month ago, we were at an event, and Grace's original pediatrician sat behind Cindy and I at the event. We started talking with him. He didn't even know Grace died, even though he saw the billboards, but the billboards, I mean we got some explosive billboards locally. He didn't even look it up. And, you know, and they're calling out the hospital for killing Grace. So he doesn't so we explain and he says, well, what month did Grace die? And we said, well, October of 21. He, then he says, well, wasn't there an antiviral, something like Remdesiv, something available then? So, and so I said to him, how awake are you as to what happened with COVID? And he said to Cindy and I, well, I have three nurses at uh, one of the local hospitals that keep me posted on what's going on. Oh my gosh. You know, he's, he's, he's literally killing his patients. Uh, I want to go on to the next PowerPoint, Sean.
1: Well, before you do, I just want to say something, and let's be clear here. If we look at the uh, if we look at the document you have up there, COVID nineteen vaccine provider incentive program, they were getting paid bonuses for vaccinating. Period. All right, they didn't just have to get to seventy five percent by September first, right? right? Exactly. They were getting bonuses of. They were getting escalating bonuses based on the percentage of people they convinced to take the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. That's how corrupt the system is. And this is how you know this is all about eugenics instead of health. There were other incentives as well. Meanwhile, the government paid Pfizer for all of these shots. The taxpayer paid. This is an absolute theft of the American people, and it has zero to do with health. And it's got everything to do with eugenics the numbers make that clear Scott there's no legitimate profit center from a vaccine if Pfizer had to go out and sell it directly to the public like if you went to the doctor and they said okay, your Pfizer shot's going to be a hundred dollars. Do you exactly. see my point here man? This whole thing is
0: the most overt corruption that I've ever seen in my life. I think it's, I think you're spot on. And, you know, you mentioned eugenics, which so those first slides were from who? And I made the claim they're all in on it. So it's not just the medical industrial complex, it's, you know, the government, big business, the churches, you know, the, everybody's in on this. All right. So then what are they in on? And you, you just gave me a great segue because they are in on what they're in on is the, the culture of death, which is a eugenics philosophy, which, you know, in modern times, the United States is the one behind it. You know, when when Hitler adopted it, what did the United States do? I'm assuming my screen share is showing these slides, Sean? Yep, you're good. Yeah, the United States, you know, they criticize Hitler in public, but behind the scenes, of course, we sneak the 1,600 of the best German eugenic scientists back to the United States because they advanced the eugenics agenda during World War II. So then what, is that, what does that look like on paper? Well, I found this document uh, that that shows that already publicly, there was a plan to depopulate the United States. And if you just look on the left-hand side, I'll just hit a couple of these points. So in 67, they're encouraging increased homosexuality. They're they're looking at fertility control agents in the water supply. I mean, so we think about fluor, you know, fluoride in the water. That's obviously controlling our IQ and who knows what else. But you know, they can they can kill us through the water supply, either instantly or slowly. Because eighty percent of our population is in the cities. You know, when I look at this idea of plan to depopulate in the United States, I'm going to age myself here, Sean. But I went to Um, Kindergarten in 1968 and 69. I'm going to show you some things from the weekly reader that are going to surprise you. And in 68 and 69, they were already promoting this plan to depopulate. So what they told us, little kindergartners, five-year-olds, they said, it is irresponsible to have more than two children. And then second, they said, if your parent has an electric can opener, that is not good for the environment because we have limited resources. So they were selling already back then the limited population, limited resources, lies that now are on steroids today. I want to show this shocking slide, Sean. This I just I got from one of the followers of Grace's story. People are sending me stuff all the time. I'm sure they're doing the same thing with you. And this is from Ascension, Wisconsin and just assume that this applies to all the healthcare providers so they're implementing this behind the scenes without any authority so it says specifically parents are removed from the the system so my chart is the online ch- you know um, chart to your medical records parents are removed from the system when the patient turns age 12 so now when a teen your your son or daughter becomes a teenager you have no access to their records anymore you can't make this up. However, the teen can grant proxy access to the parent. So I'm can, you can imagine the parent gets wind of this, hey, you got to grant me proxy access. Well, assuming the teen does grant the proxy access, on the bottom right-hand side, the highlighted in yellow says, well, if they do, you can't get the following. You can't get the social history, such as sexual activity, substance abuse, et cetera. You have no ability to look at the schedule, and you have no access to sensitive lab or radiology reports. And I I was in shock when I saw this document, Sean. So this is under the whole eugenics philosophy. And if you have a comment on this, we can. Otherwise, I'll, I'll go on to the next set of PowerPoints.
1: Well, you know, here's what I do want to say about let's get the kids in on it. Are you noticing the new narrative here as we move towards the fall, Scott, with Travis Kelsey, the Kansas City Chiefs tight end, appearing in a Pfizer spot? saying it's a two-for-one. The whole theme of the spot is it's a two-for-one. Go get your two-for-one. And the payoff of the spot is now you can go get your flu shot and your new Pfizer shot at the same time in one visit. Travis Kelsey, one of the biggest sports stars in the country now. And now we're told he's romantically tied to Taylor Swift, one of the biggest stars in the world. And you can see how this brainwashing of teenagers and young people can take effect oh travis kelsey he's so cool he goes out with taylor swift oh i'm watching taylor swift because she's on this football game because she's dating travis kelsey oh and here's a spot featuring travis kelsey i can get my two for one bioweapon and flu shot are you kidding me man are you kidding me and my understanding is they only tested this new damn thing i mean it's not new at all i'm sure it's just a bioweapon refined bioweapon they tested it on eight mice we're told Eight mice, no human trials, just more of the same. Go get your booster. Trust Pfizer because they have your best interests at heart. Teenagers and young people and sports fans. Absolute brainwashing propaganda.
0: Edward Bernays would be proud of these people. (laughs) Right. I mean, he uh, he was the instigator originally, but, you know, they have really perfected this propaganda campaign. I mean, it is exceedingly good if you look at it from. Uh, that perspective. But, you know, in in the reality of time, they've had 6,000 years to perfect it because that's how long Satan has been the prince of this world. And I'm going to switch gears to Mystery Babylon. I'm just going to hit two quick slides here. So in Revelation 18.23, it says, for your merchants will be the most important people of the world because of your sorcery, They deceived all the nations. So sorcery is looked at in the Greek means pharmakia. So because of their pharmakia, because so I'm looking at United States is mystery Babylon. So because of our pharmakia we will deceive all nations. So 70.5% of the entire percent of the entire world's population have been jabbed with this COVID jab. For the first time in world history, we saw in a three-week time period of flatten the curve, the entire population bowed down to the lead of the United States. And then I'll just show you the statistics. The United States only has 4.2% of the world's population, but we consume 44% of the pharmaceuticals in the world. We have almost 5 billion annual prescriptions written to the 300 million people in the United States. So we have definitely, as a population, bought into not just the vaccine agenda, but the whole medicine will save my life agenda. It's it's huge. And I want to go into the last set of slides because we just recorded these yesterday, unless you have a comment about these, Sean.
1: No, you're good to go. It's just that this whole thing is a juggernaut. I mean, it's a big pharma, pharmakia, Rockefeller juggernaut. And this eugenics plan has been rolled out over decades. You note that the plans to depopulate the United States were formalized in 1967. Burleson and Jaffe would work together in the 1972 Rockefeller Commission report. And there you go. All roads always seem to lead right back to the Rockefellers, the Rockefeller Foundation, and above them, the Rothschilds, the Committee of 300, the Club of Rome. This is the plan to depopulate the world. You, dear listener, are the enemy. These people view you as the enemy, and that's why they're getting away with literal murder. And think about Travis Kelsey's responsibility as an athlete to get informed. By the way, it was Aaron Rodgers on a podcast who just called Travis Kelsey, Mr. Pfizer. And I think that is the badge he should wear now for the rest of his life, because he took blood money from Pfizer to appear in a spot to get teenagers to take a drug they don't need, which will lead to how many more deaths and injuries, Scott? How many deaths and injuries will Travis
0: Kelsey have on his hands? I wonder. Well, what's interesting about I I agree with you 100 percent, but, you know, they normalize these deaths now. So, you know, that's how they can still get away with it. I just saw uh, a Fox News alert about, so it was when the, whatever, the seventh booster or whatever it is now that just came out for this, what new strain, you know, you can't even keep up with it. But in the, in the, they allowed people to comment online. And one of the people commented that, well, they got their sixth jab. They didn't call it a jab, of course. And they've, they've got heart problems, but the, their doctor assures them that it's not because of the jab. It's like, I mean, these people—we uh, have become literal non-thinking thinking zombies. You know, part of it is um, the public school system. Part of it is, which is should be called the public fool system. But and part of it is parents being lazy. You know, and it, I'm gonna do that as a segue to the weekly reader now. So. I did a deep dive into the weekly reader. It was interesting as I was preparing for last week because I wanted to see if I could find the actual weekly reader that I referenced earlier that said, um, you know, it's irresponsible to have more than two children. And if your parents have an electric can opener, that's bad. Um, Not every one of them is on microfiche, unfortunately. So I spent a couple hours. I could not find it. But I found some other things that I want to show how they – program kids and they've been doing this for a long time so the things that are here are going to shock you sean i think you'll you'll like it so i've got the screen share up now so this is october 9th of 1968 so this is the year when i went to kindergarten so you see this is the first grader teacher's edition from 1968 is that on your screen sean yeah Okay, so you can see the lie, parents are teachers. Well, we know that's the truth. The parent is the primary teacher. So what I highlighted in yellow, it says, we are all aware of the importance of the parent during the first live years of a child's life. Not not after that. This awareness has reached such great proportions that the federal government has allocated funds to support many school programs supplementing the parental role. That's great. I mean, we always need the government's help with that. Parents play an important role. All right, so now what is the role of the school in this? The, the school is the most logical place to acquaint the parent with those responsibilities. Boy, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it, Sean? I mean, <laughs> I mean it's like this programming, 1968, this programming, it's, it's right there. All right, so then we go to the 70s. What, what did they talk about in the sem- 70s? How safe is our drinking water? So you see fighting water pollution in our nation's 240,000 water systems is not an easy task for EPA officials, mainly because they have to figure out what poison to put in the water to ensure safer drinking water. Remember, this is the same EPA that puts fluoride in the water to dumb us down. The EPA has enlisted the help of local water officials. Those local officials under the threat of a stiff fine, if they won't put the poison in the water, must report any Pollution problems to the EPA. All right, so now look at the, this 1974 headline. What can the U.S. do to help the world's hungry? So then over on the right, why is there so much hunger? Why is there so much hunger in the world? Experts say it's because the growing populations are eating up food faster than the world's farmers can produce it. Okay, what a lie first, but what's the solution? Public officials have suggested that Americans give up one hamburger a week beef cattle eat huge amounts of grain. If the U.S raised less beef, there would be more grain available to ship abroad. So do you see you know obviously you see this is the precursor to the yeah you know, we got to get rid of beef now because they fart too much on top of they eat too much grain. I mean this is well this that's is right bad, bad
1: news Well, and this is how much worse it's gotten since because we've allowed these people to maintain power from behind the scenes but uh, now the World Health Organization is saying water is not a human right. And now water is the new battlefield. You just watch. They're going to try to convince us that the world is running out of water. And now we can't have as much water as we need. We can't grow our own crops. We can't capture rainwater. Water is going to become even more expensive in this war against humanity, this eugenics war. So in the 70s, how safe is our drinking water? Well, it wasn't very safe as they put fluoride in it and other chemicals. And now today we're told water is not even a human right. These people
0: are vampires, Scott, literal vampires. Well, that's why I've called this, uh, you know, I've added by design. So medical murder, number one cause of death on the planet. uh, And I'm specifically calling out the United States because we're leading. But then I've added the words by design. And this satanic agenda has, you know, really gotten to the pinnacle in, you know, we're seeing it in, in real time. I mean, I would have never thought I would see what I'm seeing now in my lifetime, but I'm seeing it now in real time. And as you said, I mean I've jumped into the battle at God's calling. And you know, I'm humbled to be to be part of it. You know, I'm thankful for people like you who are willing to allow me to share. Uh if people are interested in this seven-part series, I have a place on Grace's main website, our amazinggrace.net. You'll see on the left hand side there's a yellow block that that has the title and then uh, in addition to all of the monocasts that I'm doing, so the seven monocasts, there's the, all the research. So on the monocast, I can only touch a few of the things because they're, you know, they'd be too long otherwise. But I've posted all of the research there so that you can not believe me, but dive into this whole thing yourself. That's really what I want people to do. I mean, when you see it and you dig in with your own um, time and eyes. It changes you. I mean, it's changed me. I mean, I I am a different man than I was two years ago, and it's because of investing the time. Well, we appreciate
1: that you've done that, and I'm sorry for your loss. Again, it, you know that sounds contrived, and people always say, "I'm sorry for your loss," but I mean, it really, really is a terrible thing that they literally murdered your daughter, and uh, I'm so glad that she has a dad like you who's willing to fight these people and uncover the painful truth. Because that's all you're trying to do is uncover and spread the truth about what these things are and what they did in these killing fields. Yeah, they're eugenicists. They're eugenicists, Scott, and they need to be brought to justice. So keep us informed on how things go. I hope the judge doesn't dismiss this case here at the
0: end of October. If he does, what would you do then? Well, I'm going to double down. Because, you know, we'll, we would have, I, believe, I haven't crossed that bridge with the attorneys, but I think we would have the right to appeal. But I'm going to double down on press. You know, I've been on about 750 shows now, Sean, and, you know, I'm just going to go, you know, we're going to spread that news as fast as we can. Because how do we, if we can't, if the last leg of the stool in the United States, the judiciary is also in on it, which, of course, we see that. But, I mean, if the local... Civil courts are in on this and won't hear cases like this, you know, you know that is, um, it, it just becomes another dimension of the evil, but I'm not going to give up. I mean, that's certainly not the, the goal. Um, you know, we're expecting, I do want to add this, Sean, because we are expecting as Grace's case proceeds, we started a different website as a landing page for people to sign up and put in their email and their name. My daughter, Jessica, is running that. It's Grace Shara, S-C-H-A-R-A dot com. And that's, you know, people are always asking, what can we do to help? We're, we're wanting to create our own database so that when these calls to action that we're expecting to come up as this case proceeds, we're able to contact people directly in an instant to make something happen when we need the help. Right now, things are going well. I'm working with the legal team uh, every single week. They've been fantastic to, to work with. So uh, there's nothing happening right now that, you know, other, you know we've got the hearing coming up, but I mean, there's no calls to action right now, but we're expecting that you know <laughs> they're not going you know, Ascension Hospital System is not going to take this laying down. And as they realize that this case is going forward, we're expecting some real shenanigans to be pulled. And that's why we're creating the the list for our own calls to action. All right.
1: Well, God bless you and God bless your daughter. May she rest in peace. Grace share there she is, guys. Yeah. Your support will help pay it forward if you want to pitch in and donate to the legal efforts here to bring Ascension Hospitals and these eugenicists to justice. But just remember, friends, in the next pandemic, when you're not feeling so well and you decide you're going to go to one of these killing fields, maybe it shouldn't be Ascension Hospital Network because they claim they're not in the business of providing health care. Just think about that. A hospital who in a legal document says, we are not in the business of providing health care and our healthcare practitioners aren't either. This is upside down world, clown world, to say the least. All right, Scott Shera, thank you so much, my friend.
0: Thank you, Sean. It's really been really been a pleasure to see you again.
1: All right. You as well. And keep in touch. We'll keep an eye on this story, of course, guys, and let you know how things turn out at the end of the month. Our guest has been Scott Shera. I'll remind you guys all absolutely for free every single day. Check us out for free to get the antidote to corporate propaganda and all those mockingbird mainstream media lies at sgtreport.com. Thanks so much, guys. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. They have to bring on more crisis because if they don't bring on more crisis, then they could be caught for their crimes, charged for their crime, crimes and convicted for their crimes. And their crimes are mass murder at this point uh, and mass rape of children. Uh, so this is an, this is a zero sum game. They've got to play it out to the finish.